And what is going on, everybody out there, all of you buttes and beauties? It is episode number 99 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. Like the merch here, boys in the merch here, just smash the link there, bring you right into our store for all your sweet HDH merch. This, Rob, obviously, it's number 99. It's the Wayne Gretzky edition of Hat Trick Hockey. I got 20 minutes to kill while you read this off. No, I kind of made it short. So he played over 20 years, four different teams, four-time Stanley Cup champion, nine-time Hart winner, 10-time Art Ross winner, two-time Con Smite, five-time Lester B. Uh, Pearson Award, and he's also a Lady Bing winner. He's a Hall of Famer. Think about it. He's won gold medals. The guy's fucking, let, let's face it, the guy's done everything. Shares what, like 50-something records in, in the league? So it's the Wayne Gretzky edition. That being said, I'll bring in Rob, my boy, my line mate. What's up, brother? It's been forever, eh? It has been tough week for the boys. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that kind of first. We'll just get it. Uh, so um, as you guys know, you've seen on our page there, we had for episode number seven and I think 36, we had our boy Brandon on with us. Um, I think it was just over a week ago today. Brandon passed away. Uh, it was a long fight, man. He fought hard. He fucking did everything he could. I seriously, I don't know how he did it man um i'll never forget brandon ever as long as i live the guy was an absolute beauty um loved our show big listener of our show always always supported us and everything we did so brandon we're gonna miss you buddy we love you uh we just want to say um sorry to brandon's wife uh Amy and his mom Ann, and it's been it's been a rough go for them. So we're here for you guys. Anytime you guys need us, we're here. And um, just forever, Brandon's army, as you can see, Rob. Yeah, uh, you know i I didn't know him till we started the show, and uh, you kept t- telling me about him, and uh, you know, through all the COVID bullshit and everything, I finally got to meet him. And I mean, in person, not, 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 not through uh, our, our videos and stuff, but uh, I got to meet him in person and I told him I'd grow my hair out and let him cut no penises in my hair. But, uh, you know, he ended up coming over and ah, fuck. What a beauty, beauty man. What a beauty. Like, uh, you know, and, uh, like I was reading uh, the obituary and it was his mom talking about um, I, I'm pretty sure it was his mom. Like, but he, he, she was saying, you know, he always wanted a Brandon's army, you know, like, and uh, I I'm, I'm, I'm all in on it. And uh, you know, I, I'm going to miss him. I wish I would have got to know him more. Uh, I wish I would have got to hang out with him more, but uh he fought the fight and uh you know all, all i gotta say is fuck cancer like yeah. it he was only 32 years old and and uh it, it, that's just way too young to go like mm-hmm. and especially you know like when you're such an awesome guy right uh 
I wish it would discriminate against people like, you know, the pedophiles and shit like that. Yeah. Like go, take go those all bad the people, like yeah. <laughs> take those bad people. Like if I you're agree. bad, you're going to get cancer. Not, not yeah. if you're good. And, and, you know, he fought through, like, if you listen to the podcast, he fought through, you know, getting hit by a car with his dog and, yeah. and, you know, like. He's a warrior, I, I, man. Yeah. 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 He's a warrior. And I like he, uh, Brandon, man, the shit I could tell you on Brandon. Um, but he's just fucking, like I said, he's just one of the, one of a kind guy We're we are going to miss him big time. So we love you, kid. You'll always, this will always fly here now. Or yeah. right, right there. If, if I could there. though, I, I would like to give his wife a shout out. Um, I, I didn't, uh, I, I don't do very well at, at funerals so i didn't i didn't go up and say and introduce myself she was crying through everything you know every single person that went up there i i, I just yeah. i just watched and uh what, what, what is her name uh reese no amy amy sorry i apologize amy um i i i just want to say sorry that i didn't come up and, and uh give my condolences but i was there and, and i i was supporting this but I just, I, ever since my mom died, I, I don't do well with these things. Mm -hmm. And I'm more of a background, uh, you know, picture on the wall kind of person when it comes to yeah. that. And I stayed for my time and, and, you know, I got to talk to Sacker and, and like, what a beauty and Kayla and they had their little girl there. And it was, it was, it was beautiful. Like the, like there were so many awesome people there and, you know, like he was very well loved and, and, uh, I apologize, Amy, for not coming up to you and saying, but you, you were so busy in the, the receiving line that uh, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. So, Amy, Amy's the type. I don't think she'll hold it against you, Rob. No, but when I see her, I'll give her the biggest hug, yeah. whether it's from behind or whether she sees me coming, but she, she will get uh, the Rob Sawyer hug for sure. <laughs> I promise you, Amy. Mm. So B, this one's for you, buddy. So hope you enjoy it. Um, love you, B. So, Rob, Stanley Cup Finals are here. It's pretty much it's our favorite time of the year, and it's what like Christmas, Christmas and for what, hockey, and what better way to celebrate it than like the two best teams in the National Hockey League playing for and the I Stanley picked them Cup. right off the top. <laughs> you did pick them right off so, the top. Then let's then let's ask you, Rob, who are you taking in this series? Tampa Bay. I can't go against Tampa either, man. They, they, they know how to win. It. They know how to win. That's why they beat Toronto. And I yeah. honestly think if Toronto would have beat Tampa Bay, Toronto would be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're probably yep. right. 100%. You're probably right. But do you think the Toronto could take down the Avs? I don't know. You got to figure right now, too, the Avs are having goaltending issues, too, with, like, they're hurt and stuff. They're nicked up. They're banged up. Well, that's what happens, um, right, through the playoffs. You play an extra freaking 25 games, basically, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. how about the big rig, though? If he wins this, think about it, four straight Stanley Cups, two different four. teams. That's nuts. Yeah. Completely nuts. I think he'll be on a short list, too, of guys that have won four straight Stanley Cups. There can't be very many. Back to back to back? To back yeah, four in a row. I I don't think anybody has. Oh well, other than the uh, '80s Islanders, uh, like I was gonna say Mike Bossy, right, right. But like, yeah, there's, 
maybe, there couldn't there can't be a handful yeah maybe the guys back in the day that played for the habs when they would go on those runs but, there maybe but remember with what three different teams or, or two, two different, different teams? teams two different so teams this if, if i don't think wins, anybody's done that if he, i don't think so either if he wins this will be his third one with the lightning and then he got the one with st louis before he went to tampa right but talk right. about just fucking like i'm gonna stroke him off here ah, blah, blah, whatever but you know what i mean he don't fucking, forget to cup the ball <laughs> yeah he, that guy just fucking knows how to win the big rig man he just knows how to win he goes to those grimy areas he's fucking a huge piece in their playoff run he'll get under the skin of the other teams um like Tough he's, as shit and crushes he's done, whoppers. Yeah, he's, he's done, done everything. Don't call him Fat Pat, though. He'll lose no, it. No, he'll dump <laughs> one into your bench and then yeah. dump one into your yeah. bench. That was crazy. But, yeah, so I'm – like, how how many games do you think? For, for this round? Yeah. How many games will it take for oh, them to win the Stanley Cup? Um – I think it, I, I'm going to call the first game. I think Tampa Bay wins this first game. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. But talk, that being said, the series though. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who, who takes the series? Oh, How fuck. many games? You know, Colorado has so much firepower. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been, I, I, it would have been ridiculous if Toronto and, and Colorado wouldn't have went at it. Like, so is it, it, but I'll, I'll go six, I'll go six, six six Tampa Bay. I'm thinking this is going seven all day. Mm. Um, so do you think for the playoffs for Vasilevsky, do you think this is going to be his biggest assignment so far? Like his biggest test of these playoffs is going to be playing Colorado. Safe to say that Kale McCarr. Yeah, I I, I would say Brandon Landeskog. Yep. Fucking Kadri. Like. They're stacked. Kadri's out. Uh, I've seen that he might be in at some point. If you think about it, if you're him, are you? I think he's got a broken wrist or a broken thumb. But if it's the thumb, are you going to let a thumb keep you out of the Stanley Cup Finals? Oh my God, he'll he'll tape his hand to his. That's what I mean. He'll he'll do something. He'll figure something out in order to play. This uh, this is well, obviously his first first time there. Right. So, so you're saying lightning and six, I'm saying lightning and seven. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, head coaching jobs. We've seen, so I think two hires. So um, Cassidy there who got fired from, where was he again? I'm having a brain fart. He was in Boston. Yeah. So he was in Boston, Boston Candom. I don't even think he was, didn't have a job for, fucking three days and he was already hired as now he's going to coach las vegas that being said las vegas ownership clearly doesn't fuck around <laughs> so like do you think he's like gonna get a short window well fuck they go through more coaches than they do toilet paper in that arena it's crazy dude like and it is it is it's ridiculous like i think he's i think he's how, how does a coach get to build a team in a, in a system, you know, mm-hmm. when you're getting rid of one, what, every two years, basically. Yeah, pretty right? much. When, 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 they've only, they've only been around like, for what, five, six years, maybe. There's, right, there's been nobody there longer than two years. Maybe, maybe a so. touched a, th- a third, but not yeah. finished a third. 
Yeah, you're definitely right there. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think the coach has a system and he has to work with the general manager. You have to give him time to bring fucking guys in. Like you can't just, no, hire. we're not winning out. No, yeah. we're not winning out. Like, I like the fucking hiring though. I think he's a great coach. It, it, it is. It is a great hire. I was hoping the Red Wings. When I heard he hiring. was a complete asshole as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the players did not like him, but he knows how to win. Yeah, definitely does. And also how perfect is this match? They're talking uh, Tortorella in the Philly. <laughs> the city of brotherly love. Right. <laughs> Like, how many fucking sound bites do you think the Flyers are going to get out of Torts in Philly? Oh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Because <laughs> he plays like – he likes his team to play that big, rough, and tough style, right? So, okay. Can I make a predicament? Sure. Prediction. Sorry. Not a predicament. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the problem? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, do you think that maybe Boston – Boston hasn't hired their coach, right? No, they haven't. I think there's like six or seven teams that haven't yet. Okay. So hear me out for a second. Do you think that Boston is waiting to see what happens in the Spitfire series and they're going to bring one of their own in that and bring Savard in? That is very possible because I could see him getting a shot at an NHL bench. Think about what he's done with the Spits. I just, if he wins a fucking memorial cup there isn't going to be a team that's I, 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 there could be a couple teams waiting for him to see i i hope but i, I think know. i think he would go to boston because he played there right yeah yeah it's he's not a, a bad fit. he's a brewing uh, through and through yeah it's not a bad so, fit I, I i made this call just mm. remember that do you want to know something else? here on hat trick hockey hey do you, do you want to know something else kind of crazy is isn't it kind of crazy that he's now coaching the team of where Matt Cook played? Matt Cook's the one that took him out. Yeah, isn't that kind of crazy too? Yeah, right. He's now the coach there in Windsor, but I don't see him staying in the OHL very long. Somebody no. is going to offer him something juicy because he's that fucking good. Yep. Well, look what he did with the Spitfires, right? And then what happens? I, I, I'm just, now I'm just now he's just rumors. blowing smoke, but whatever. R- rumors has it that Dale Mitch is going to go coach the Spitfires. Huh? That'd be good too. No, I I just made that shit up. Oh, no, but, but think about it, it though. He played there. Mitchell's first year, so I was talking to the boys about it at, at, at the Meg and or on the Meg Messenger, and and they said first year head coach. I don't know. Uh, I could see him it. four or five years. Then maybe or maybe going to the Spitfires and be an assistant and building, but who would the Spitfires bring in, right? Well, Jared Smith's standing right next to fucking yep, right? Yeah, Jared Smith's fucking went from coach ready. I think so. But he but think about it though. So Jared went from he was the like video guy. Yep. So he went from their video guy, so their video coach, now he's an assistant coach, you know what I mean? And he's been there, he's won mem cups and stuff too so he's got the yeah. experience as well so he would be another great fit unless he just wants to be an assistant he might just like being an assistant too so it's less know, pressure man. maybe wait till you get a little bit older who yeah. knows i don't know possibly but I'm pretty sure jared has won a family couple family mem too, cups so. and for the spitfires and mm-hmm. i don't know there's so many 
different coaching options out there right now. It's ridiculous. Who do you think would be the best for my like Red Wings? The best for your Red Wings. Yeah. I would have liked Tortorella going there. I, I was thinking about that. I would, I would like to see us punch in the mouth kind of Red Wing team again because he's that guy and he'll and and so, so many interviews that I've heard through throughout the podcast, and they're saying Torts doesn't want you to run through a wall for him. He wants you to follow him through the wall. Yeah. So yeah. he'll create that hole yeah. and you gotta follow him. Yeah, and if you not. don't follow him. You're gone. Yeah, he's not. So I, I honestly hope Torts was going there, but mm-hmm. you're saying he is in Philly or there that he may be. There's just there's rumors. A good, good shot that he's going there. Yeah. But I think I think Iserman all, all in all wants somebody that was a red wing. Yeah. So the last thing that I read on uh freaking Tortorella to Philadelphia was they were pretty much just working out the last little bit of his deal, the last little details. So they were working on that. And then apparently that's a good fit. Be a go. that's, a good that's, a, fit. that's a fucking great fit, dude. Yeah. That's a great fit. I don't know. Yeah. I would, uh, has Trotz been hired by anybody yet? Have we talked about? He he's, uh, linked to Winnipeg right now. Okay. Offer on the table is beer for life. <laughs> and he's, and he's from there too, isn't he? Yeah. 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 So that would be, yeah. that would be a good fit. Yeah. Go back home, coach your hometown team. And they, they do have a good team too. Yeah. They just need structure. But so what about, what about Paul Maurice in Detroit? I wouldn't mind that. Paul knows how to win. He knows how to win. I think the Red Wings need a, a coach that's going to like tough love because Iserman even said in the end of the year, press conference that they actually took a step back on both sides of the puck meaning like the boys weren't playing good so i think they need somebody with to like kick him in the ass too a bit here to right well uh when he left winnipeg um he was like uh, a danny anger kind of thing he said i lost the room and uh mm-hmm. you know uh, they needed a new voice in there like was so Paul maurice a former spitfire Yes. Okay, I thought so. Yep. So that see it all kind of ties back. He'd be right. back here, right close. Right. So and I, I would be okay. I want to say one. it was close to the Compuware era. Mm-hmm. But, but he was I, a Spitfire. Yeah, he was a Spitfire. Yeah, I thought so. But I don't know. Yeah, he'd be another good option. But I don't know, man. I have a feeling it's somebody. They were talking about there's a, a lightning assistant Lalonde or something is his last name, but they yeah. can't really but they can't really talk to him until the season's over, right? So apparently he's a lightning assistant right now that I guess is what I would assume would be lurking in the weeds for that job there in Detroit. And Eiserman already knows him from when he was a GM there, right? So yep. But you got you got you got taught by one of the best coaches. In Even the world. you want to know who else wouldn't be bad for the Red Wings? Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett yeah. would be great too, man, because he's a rough and tough coach. His players play hard for him. Like he would be another great fit there in Detroit. He's a he's a he's a he's a Tortorella, Tortorella style of coach, but not that mean guy. Yeah, like he wants to see your his players, and he will create that hole for you through yeah. that wall too. So, 
so Chicklets there, I was listening to their episode and they were talking about Rick Tockett as a head coach. And they were talking about how some guys like, or some freaking coaches don't even like beer on the plane or anything like that for them. Or they only allow like certain amount of beer. 36 beers. Yeah. Yeah. 36 beers. So you obviously heard beers. it, right? Some's getting some, yeah. some ain't. Yeah. So fucking stupid so they asked rick like what would you how, like how how do you feel about beer on planes and stuff and i guess uh freaking talk it said you want me to tell a 30 year old that he can't have a beer when he just went to war for 60 minutes for me right come on <laughs> and he's right, right. he's yeah. right let these guys be fucking men too man yes right. they're under contract yes technically they work for you but they if the guy wants to have a fucking beer after he plays hockey and he goes to war for you every night, night in and night out, let him do it. Like what do you think the longest flight is from you know, say say Toronto to LA or I don't know, probably three hours, four hours. Okay, maybe. so so like uh Chris Pronger, every time his game was done, he'd have a six pack in his stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So have a six or a new stall. Now you're going to go jump on a plane and, and go over to wherever. Have everybody have another sixer. Like who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand the problem, but then you're going to get the guys that, you know, like the uh, King Lundquist, you know, like he likes his wine. Okay. You get a bottle. Yeah. Boom. Here but you, go. you know, he he's, he's a $300 bottle of wine. So bring it on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So they they're, just they're, let, let the let the boys do what they want. Fuck. Hockey is still a beer league. <laughs> yeah, you NHL just get paid. Still a beer yeah, league. You just all get these paid. Guys lots. get after it. Not so much anymore. Now mm. it's all smoothies and fucking Nintendo and yeah. whatever. Like, I like the old school way better. Forty night and all that shit. That's <laughs> all they're doing. Fucking Robin is forty night. Yeah, so I don't know. So we'll see what happens when it comes to the Red Wings coaching job. Edmonton. Are they going to need two goalies? Because now Koskinen signed back back home. Is it like did he sign in like Finland or something? I don't know. He signed somewhere overseas, so he signed a two year deal with there. with Lundqvist, right? I'm not sure. I, I swear I I read that somewhere that he was going home or going to the KHL. Was it Sweden or Finland or something? He was playing in. Uh, I, I don't know yet. Uh, give me one second. I, I, I have it all down. Yeah, I know it was it, it was one of those one of those ones there. But man, so think about it. If they don't have him, Mike Smith retires. Then what do you do? Can you think yeah, of any? It's a Lugano in the Swiss League. Okay, I thought Swiss it was Luongo. I didn't have my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I was really squinting at it. But... First and I'm it was night. Now it's Luongo, and I'm dyslexic, bro. But. Like who do you go after Mark Andre Fleury? Do you I've seen heard about James Reimer possibly? I've heard about like is James Reimer still I a don't starting know. goalie? No, I don't think is he's Flurry still a starting goalie. I, I would say yes, Flurry is still I would a say Flurry. Goalie, I would start Flurry. But I would still keep Smith. Yeah. I would still keep Smith. And and I said it since the podcast started. You need a two goalie system. One A, one because B. all these girl these these goalies get burnt out when it comes right to the end of the season, and then the backup goalie he's got to take over the show. Yeah, and if he, he ain't good enough, yeah, yeah. you got to have a one A and one B. Right. 
I don't know what that means. I, one A and one B. That like, means they can both be number one goalies. So it's one A and one B, not one and two. See what I'm saying? That doesn't make any sense to me because now you're an A or you're a B. <laughs> but you're both you, one. You just changed numbers to letters. Yeah. See? Because it sounds fancy. Why can't you be just both number ones and be better? I don't know. We'll see what happens, though, man. It's going to be interesting. Hey, so the Spitz, game seven tonight, Hamilton. So they were, Dude. they were saying that the Hamilton rink, that they opened up the whole second bowl. So they open up the whole second bowl to sell seats. So now there's going to be 15,000 people there tonight. Wow. For an OHL game. And, and so, so they can hold an NHL team. So I'm, so I'm pretty sure that they share a place with the AHL team, Hamilton. I think there's still an AHL team there. Is there oh, not? okay. Like there's an affiliate there? Yeah. Of some kind? I'm pretty sure there is. So, but they have a, a big rank there, I guess. It's got two, it's got a whole upper bowl. Wow. So, yeah. So apparently there's going to be 15,000 there tonight. So awesome. game seven, OHL finals. What Let's else go. do you, what else do you fucking want, baby? Let's go. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like, that's so fantastic. I'm going to say that. this now because obviously people are going to be hearing this after the game's over, whatever the outcome of that game was, the spits had a hell of a fucking series, a hell of a playoff run. Didn't it get pushed to the limit every time? Uh, I think a few of the series I know of, I know the past two have won seven. I thought every series they could. Every, they played seven. Yeah, yeah. They were they on did. an elimination every single time. Twenty-eight games in the playoffs. Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so, so think about it, boys. They only if they re realistically, like if they were to win, they would have about another five wins after that, probably to win the Mem Cup. So they'll they'll. Tonight they'll have what twenty four. So right? no, if they win, if they win tonight, yeah. Well, they would obviously. But when you go to the Mem Cup, there's only four teams, eh? Right, but then it's a round robin kind of thing. And yes, it's a round robin, but that's right. what I mean. So five wins yeah. there, probably four to five wins there, probably wins the Mem Cup. Well, you don't even have to do that because remember when the Spitfires lost what? their first two or yeah. And then they, something weird happened. Yeah. It was, it was weird. And somebody had to lose and somebody had to win. And, or maybe I'm I'm talking, if you, if, if you just, know. just talking, if you just went out, like if you just go there and win every game, you win your three round Robin, probably a semifinal and final. Right. Five wins. So go spits, baby. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Um, in the meantime here, do you think we should uh, flop it over to our boy? Guys, this fucking interview, man, you're going to learn a lot about hockey skates in this interview. I'll tell you that. But Wally Tatamer is with us. Wally won the cup as the equipment manager in Carolina. So Wally's a beauty. Um, he's got tons of fucking stories. 245 patents. Yeah, like 600, 643 patents. And he was like, more like an infomercial. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts. But Wally's a beauty. He's a smart man. And uh, so... Let's do it. Everybody enjoy Wally Tatamer. Gator. Roll it. No time. Woo! 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 Well, ladies and gentlemen, absolute legend here with us today. This man has been in the hockey equipment industry, shall we say, for over 30 years. 
He's been with the Spitz, Junior Wings in the OHL. He's been with Team Canada, Red Wings, Los Angeles Kings. Uh, he also joined the Carolina Hurricanes and then the Hartford Whalers in 1994, where he won the Stanley Cup with the Hurricanes as the head equipment manager in 2005-2006 season. Let's welcome to the show, Wally Tatamer. Wally, how you doing, buddy? Good. Everything's uh, just peachy. <laughs> That's uh, don't, for, don't forget the all-star game he got to be equipment manager too he was uh voted well, in for that as well. there's so many accolades accolades i don't know i i don't <laughs> keep count of them all it's just you know very fortunate uh to get the opportunity uh to walk the line that's mm -hmm. basically what it is you know like i mean you know when i started out playing hockey you know like gee you know back in 1960 61 in leamington you know junior junior B at that time and then uh, uh, senior hockey um, mm. and then played in what for the next 12 years I played and then junior B I played in Essex uh, uh, played in where Ingersoll played in Tilsonburg played in uh, London then traded my last year 64-65 uh, to Windsor I felt like I was I had a suitcase <laughs> fucking everywhere <laughs> Hey, no wonder you learn how to drive a bus. I, I know how those players feel when they go from team to team. And I didn't play in the NHL. <laughs> Quick uh, question. So I think it was my old man that said something to me. Was your family onion farmers out of Leamington? Yep. Yeah. We, okay. uh, um, they immigrated from um, the Ukraine to Romania and from northern romania from uh, i think it was bucharest uh, okay and then came into canada in 19 around 1924 25 somewhere and then settled wow. in the marsh the government was given you know uh, swamp land away for nothing mm -hmm. he just had to drain it and feel you know <laughs> <laughs> he didn't sell it <laughs> the government gives you anything it doesn't matter pops man i was like where the fuck did you pull that from <laughs> like <laughs> how did you know that He's like, oh, they're just very well known for that. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I didn't, yeah, I never yeah, knew yeah. that. I, uh, I think my uh, my uh, nephew or my cousin now, I should say, uh, he, um, I think they have roughly 600 acres that they, you know, do in the marsh. Eh? Oh, okay, yeah. That's, that's uh, they do carrots, and I mean, that's what I did. I worked in the carrots and and the onions. You know, like, you know, the biggest thing is, is that, you know, when I was growing up. Um, I never really liked school and um, I sort of got away from school, mm -hmm. didn't like it. And then I just went out to work. Uh, that's just the way it was. Um, my dream was to play in the National Hockey League, win the Stanley Cup, you know? Well, you know what? I didn't, I didn't play in the National Hockey League, but you know what? I found another way to win the Cup. So, Fucking I mean, right you did. <laughs> well, it's you know, 2002, you know, we went to the Stanley Cup final with the Detroit Red Wings and they were a great hockey team. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody said we shouldn't be there. And you know what? The more they said that, the more the boys worked. Uh, so, and then 2006. But, you know, there's a lot of things that people don't understand that go into this, eh? Mm -hmm. You know, so um, if you, what, I, what, I, what I've done in the past is kind of, when I first started out charting skates, uh, I always asked a lot of questions, okay? Why this? Why? Why that? And, you know, a lot of times I got different answers, but I always try to figure everything out. So mm -hmm. that's why today I have 19 patents that 
are affiliated with uh, hockey related stuff um, in the NHL and all over, uh, CHL, um, Western Hockey League. How NHL. many do you have? 19. I think I'm just finishing another one. Okay. 19 patents. I saw yeah. four. That's what that's all I seen too was four. Well, you oh, that's go to a, fucking Wikipedia to for a, you. Part of my French wallet. Go to patentsjustice.com. Okay. Punch in my name, and all nineteen will come up. Well, your hockey career doesn't go back that far. Like, what would you know? Like, oh, the, yeah, I, I looked started, up the hockey DB, and it, in, well, my hockey career started in sixty-one. Right, and one. What was in it? Seventy-one. I started sharpening skates, and around I think it was. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you a little story here. Okay, so when I was playing senior hockey, okay, so Don Toll was one of the best skate sharpeners around in Leamington. Okay, and a lot of people, the older people will know Don. Mm-hmm. So one time we're playing against Blyswood, and I get Don to sharpen my skates. It's like, I don't know, maybe 25 cents, something like that. I can't remember exactly, but, anyways, uh, I get him sharp and I go out on the ice. And I turn to the left. I'm good. I turn to the right. I fall down. So this goes on through the whole game. So I come back off the ice and I said, I go down after the ice. I said, Don, I said, what? why do I turn to the left? I'm okay. And I turn to the right. I fall down. He said, well, it's just you. So, you know what? I, I, <laughs> I, I thought, you know, okay. You know, he knows better than I do. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I don't get my skate sharpened for maybe a month or so. I think we're playing Wheatley in one one game, and I go out and play, and I go to turn to the right, I fall down. I go to turn to the left, I'm okay. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what is going on? So I come back in later after the game, and I said, Don, I said, now I turn to the right, I'm uh, falling down. But he says, well, it's just you. I said, well, do you think you could teach me how to skate, how to sharpen skates? And I said, I was telling him, and he said, oh, yeah, but you'll fall down all the time, left or right. I said, okay, no problem. <laughs> so that's how I started to show him skates. So I, I would come, work for enough, learn how to stone, and he'd teach me how to show him skates. I did that for a couple of years. You know, I just come in on my own because I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know all the answers. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to find out the answers. <laughs> you know, there's still so much. And one of the patents I helped develop was uh, the quick square that everybody uses. Okay. And it uh, shows the angle of deviation on a hockey skate in three different places if you place it on the skate. Okay. So there's so many answers to why you have this problem um, thickness of metal. Um, that's why I started making precision cut steel. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you get a, a set of steel, most of your steel that come from the big companies will be like one to three thousand thickness all the way along in different places. So that throws out your angle. So yeah. if you get your skates to within say 297, 296, that's a half a thou all the way along and you won't have any issues with that. That'll take it a hundred percent. So I mean, I do about three or 400 guys in the NHL. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, we, we get the steel and we'll shave them all down and we'll fix them all up and we'll put the hollows on and we'll send them out all marked up and everything ready to go. 
two. Well, the guys just got to pop it in. I helped it. I helped develop the quick blade. Oh yeah, the blade that pops out there. Yeah, okay. I, I helped with that. Was that quick blade was uh, uh, patented by um, Rick um, Rick Hampton and uh, Peter Zapata from uh, Multimavi. <laughs> and uh, I can tell you, that was another. I, I got so many stories. Oh jeez. <laughs> like so. Anyways, how this all got started was it started with step. I wanted to do precision cut steel. So I wanted to get Step out of Montreal. So I drove up to Montreal from Rome, spent a week with Step, showing him how I wanted to do it, and showing him all the CAD files. And he said, well, Lee, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, I don't know. I says, uh, I says, yo, this is, this is the way to go in the future. You need to do this if you want to sell runners. Mm -hmm. I said, because this makes it perfect. So. So we went through the whole thing and I was pointing out different stuff on his CAD files that I didn't like. And he says, I do not see the, the dip there. I do not see it. And I got my pin out. And I'm, like, I'm doing a little circle over it and a circle here and I'm doing a circle there. And I said, you don't see that? No, I don't see that. I says, you better adjust those Coke bottles. Because I got, I can see it. Coke yeah, well, that was his glasses, eh? <laughs> yeah, <had> fucking big glasses. <laughs> so, so I, you know, the guy is a wonderful guy. Don't get me wrong, super guy. But I look at it differently. Okay. So, anyways, I spent a week with him and got him to the point where he could see everything. Went over his cat and got that all fixed up, and then he started doing, uh, you know, precision cut steel. And he, he did a lot of it, you know, and he cut all my steel uh, for years, uh, you know, and then Quickblade came along, what, 2000, well, there was Rick Hampton came to me through his brother. Paul Hampton played for us the year we went to the Memorial Cup mm -hmm. in 87, 88. So anyways, um, Paul must have. Uh, they got a hold of me and said they wanted me to look at this new invention they got. So we were flying into Toronto and they asked me if uh, they could come over to practice. I said, yeah, no problem. So they came over and showed me this uh, new invention. And it was uh, a piece of wire that fit on a, on a runner and it snapped into place. And I said, yeah, that's not a bad idea. But I says, Rick, I'll tell you right now, there's about three, three things that you have to change. He said, oh, well, we got 300 guys using it. I said, how many guys you got in the NHL? None. I said, well, this is, they're not going to do it. They, they won't do it. This, this gate is so unbalanced. Mm -hmm. it, you can't have that. And I try to show them. But, you know, I mean, everybody has their own opinion, just like the, the government, you know, politics. I mean, yeah, that's fine. You yeah. have your opinion, I have mine. So that kind of went away. Three years down the road, I was when I was with Jills, he showed me this new invention. And he brought it to me and he brought the quick blade over. He said, What do you think of this? I said, That's a pretty good idea. He said, um, what do you think? I said, Well, I says, I can see four things right now that I would change. And he said, Well, would you get involved? And I said, I don't know. Have him give me a, a call or email me. You have my email address. So, mm -hmm. And at that time, you know, 
email was, you know, not big then. It was just, you know, it was Wally T at uh, hurricanes.com, I think, at the time. Eh? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I get a call from uh, Rick Hampton. And he says, Rick, I'm surprised you, you're calling me. I thought you were mad at me the last time. You know, you called me, oh, no, that's all under the bridge. That's, that's, that's why I said, okay. He says, can we have a meeting? I want you to meet my owner from Multimatic, uh, Peter Stapata. So I said, okay, yeah, no problem. So I, I, I flew, we flew into Toronto. We are playing Toronto. So I jumped uh, on the cab and I went over to Multimatic. And um, I walked into Multimatic and... Uh, went into this office and this, this Multimatic's a billion dollar, I don't know what it is now, but I think at the time it was about a one or $2 billion company. Eh? Wow. And uh, I, I walked into this meeting room. Holy God, I walked into this meeting room and they're all sitting at the table. I thought it was a kangaroo court. Oh my God, I, I said to myself, what am I doing here? Like they had lawyers on one side, engineers, CAD guys, vice president, and Peter Sapata, the owner. And um, he said, uh, Wally, we want to, to talk to you about our blade. I said, yeah. I said, uh, Rick uh, called me and uh, I said, I'm very surprised that you guys wanted to talk to me. And um, he said, well, yeah, uh, we, we kind of figured that. I said, because uh, I know you came to me in Toronto about three years ago. And he had this idea, and I said, had to be a bunch of changes. And uh, you said it was okay. So I said, okay, no problem. I don't have a problem. It's just my point of view. Everybody has a point of view. So I'm just being honest. If, if I like the product and I feel there's needs to be changes, then we have to make the changes and see how it's going to work. Um, he says, well, what do you think? I said, you got, you got a, a, I think you got a good product. I said, first of all, I said, let me ask you a couple of things. It says, uh, do you have a good patent on this? He says, oh yeah, hundred percent. You see all those patents on the wall? I have 42 patents. Every one is very good and, and guaranteed and protected. I said, okay. So what do you think? I said, well, okay. So here's number one, because I've looked everything over. Number one, we're going to change the front pin. Okay, pins got to be changed. That's number one. Why is that? I says, okay, I feel that the pin's too far back and you need not so much pressure on the front to push it in. And I said, number, number, uh, number two, I said, spring. Okay, spring. I just don't know about that spring. And I said, we may need to go to stainless steel. I don't know. I said, we may have to change it two or three times. I don't know. Only know when you start wearing it in the NHL. I don't, I don't really care about what you do in amateur hockey. We're talking pros here. So whatever I say to these pros, they're gonna be good with it, okay? So number three, I said, the runner. I said, the runner. I said, where did you get the runner style from? He said, so he turned to uh, uh, one of the gentlemen there and he said, well, uh, that's the runner that Crow gave us. And I said, oh, Crow. Okay, I know Crow. I said, uh, he's the one that had the tuck. Yeah, the tuck runner. I said, well, here's the problem. You're skating uphill. You're skating uphill on that runner. He says, no, can't be. 
I said, I'm just telling you. I said, you don't have to blame me. Get your engineer in here. So anyways, he calls, he calls his engineer, which is out, out in the factory. I mean, they got this factory. It's a big factory in Mississauga. So anyways, he comes in. This guy walks through the door, and I swear to God, he came through the door. He had black rim glasses, white hair sticking all over like back from the future. The I mad thought, scientist. Oh my God. Comes down, sits right down beside me. Peter says, Larry, Wall says you're skating uphill. Yeah, what's the problem? Well, how, how come we're skating uphill? Peter, you told me to copy the runner, the tuck runner, and that's exactly what I did. That's what you told me. So I copied it. He said, no. So I've been wearing this runner and skating uphill. No wonder I'm tired all the time. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> so I said, okay, I mean, you know, but that can be fixed. That's not a problem. I said, here's, here's the other deal. I said, once we fix all these things, and once I'm happy with it, and we can put my system on it, and we can give it to the players in the NHL that are using my system already, we have a hit. So here's the kicker. I said, I will not get involved if I don't have the last say. If I don't have the last say, forget it. I'm out. I says, because it's my reputation mm -hmm. that's online, not yours, mine. So he said, done, 100%. You're in charge. Okay. You don't like <laughs> it, fire him. <laughs> <laughs> So you're in charge of a multi-billion dollar company. Awesome. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Humble I want to be the president. <laughs> just the runner. And, you know, the other guys owned it. They, I just helped them. That's but crazy. the thing was, you just had to correct that. And here's the, here's the other kicker. So Jim Geary from Bauer found out about it, got a hold of me and says, well, I'd like to put my daughter in one of those, she plays for Team Canada, and I like to put my daughter in one of those uh, quick plates. So, no problem. so I called Peter on the phone personally, and I said, Peter, can I give this quick blade to Bauer? Is, are you covered 100% on those patents? He said, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, no problem. So I did. Well, guess what? Three years later or four years later, they worked around the patent made their own quick break. Now why? You know how it was? Design patent. Oh. The trigger. The trigger. Oh my. So so here, you know, here's the thing. So I, I, when, when somebody says they have a patent, you need to make sure you have a design patent. You have to make sure you have a patent that covers all angles. Like I have, um, I have 12 patents just on the half shield visor attachment. CCM leases that from me. And uh, I sell about 7,000 a year myself. And, and um, I have to work all the time to figure out to make sure nobody can come in the back door. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, right? Because everybody does something like that. They'll take something and tweak it and make it their own, right? So yeah. Yeah. But with you, you would think with a billion dollar company, he would have had all the lawyers know all the ins and no, outs. Somebody that. made a mistake. Right. You know somebody what? did. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, 
just like hockey. It's a game of mistakes. How much money did you make off Bauer when you gave him the patent? <laughs> <laughs> hey, not a dime. But the thing is, is you know, I mean, it was, it was the best idea. I mean, I had the first year, I think we only had, well, the problem was we only had 280 sizes, eh? So we had, what do we have? Uh, on the Canes, I think I had like 12 players in uh, 2008, 2009. And then, uh, no, no, 2009, I think I had, yeah, I still, but I had 50, 56 guys in the NHL the second year. Third year, I had about close to 100, 150 the third or fourth year. Would we know any of them? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Marty Irak warm and in, in, uh, in he he was the best. They wanted it. They're always changing blazes, and he get them sharp in every period. Oh, it's awesome, but you know it's like anything else. If you don't protect it and make sure. Mm -hmm. Now with that steel, did you did you just buy better steel, or did you grind the blades in? Okay, or so how, how did that work? Here's how the story goes. So 2002. Okay, I was having so many issues with steel breaking. I mean, in the warmups, in the games, I had everybody cut two or three pair because I just didn't know how long they're gonna last. And in no time, you had to pull the pin and pop them out. You know, so that was a little tougher then. And then uh, it was just terrible. So I, I called uh, the company, I don't really get into names, but, I called the company and they said, oh, well, it's just you. It must be your sharpening. He said, we have no other complaints. No complaints whatsoever. It's that Russian steel. I said, gee, I said, and I started thinking, oh my God, is it me? Am I doing something wrong? You know, this, these things go in your head, eh? So anyways, uh, still keeps breaking and I, uh, said, you know what, I'm going to start calling everybody in the NHL. I mean, I know all the equipment guys. I must have called 10 teams. Everyone said, well, we got the same problem. I said, you're kidding. I said, well, have you called Bauer? I said, no. He said, well, we're sick and tired of calling. He said, they won't listen to us. So I said, oh, well, now I feel better. I don't feel so bad at all, you know, <laughs> that it's happening. So that year after, after we got beat out, I didn't know nothing about steel. Nothing. I didn't know how it worked, how, how it's all put together. But you know what? Thank God for Google. Mm. You research the technology. So now you can research everything. So, you know, I went to um, check out what the best steel. So I figured, you know, what's the best steel? Think about it. What's the best steel out there? Well, you know, military. What's the military using in ops? So I went and looked at, I looked at their, uh, what they're using because it's common knowledge. Um, so it was, uh, they were using, uh, what the heck was it? Uh, uh, 14C28 and they used a 12C27. Okay, so uh, Special Ops was using this um, and Ops were just using the C12C27. So I said, well, you know what? Let's try the 12C27. So at that time, that's when I got involved with STEP and we started using 12C27. We did try the 14C28. I tried that on Whitney. 
uh, Ray Whitney one time, and <laughs> I get I did have, I did an inch hollow on him, and he was usually at three quarter. We did an inch inch hollow, and um, he had a um, we always put millimeters on his skates, and then he was at a uh, thirty fifty five uh, half inch back of center, and uh, he went out in the warm up, and he came back and said, "Wow." These are like razors. Can you make them any, any dull? I said, well, we can try and dull them up. It's not, it's just, they're just too much. He said, I can't, I can't wear them. You know, so we kind of quit that deal, eh? And I tried it with Skinner too, eh? And I had two guys trying them out. And I tried titanium and different stuff, A1 players. You know, they, they were good for with me because they know I was trying to learn something about what was going on and figure everything out, you know, because there was issues, eh? Right. And at the time, Step was making the best deal on the market. Mm. You know, I mean, I'm just being honest, eh? Wow. That's and that's where it all started there, you know. But there's, you know, so many other things. Like, I mean, you know, it's just, you're always working on different stuff. I just, I, I really believe in balancing and profiling and all that stuff. And you have to work with, each player as an individual and figure out what the problems are. Okay. I mean, I could tell you, I have equipment guys call me and all the time and I tell them to call me and they always say, Oh, well, I got this head case. Oh my God. He's driving me crazy. I said, listen, I don't believe there's a such thing as a head case. I said, I said, what you really have to figure out, is what's going on with him on the blade? Is he on millimeters? Is he on radiuses? Is he at center, half inch behind center? Where is he at? You got to figure all that out. It takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, you know, but it will help you. It doesn't guarantee you a Stanley Cup, but it'll help you down the road to win a Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. Like I have Tampa uses three of my machines and They've got three cups on it, and then maybe they'll win a fourth. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Now I know why I didn't get to the NHL. Well, I mean, hey. Bad skate know. blades. Yeah, well, we didn't have Wally sharpening our skates. Well, I had well, bad skate blades. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It, and it, I couldn't turn right. People, there's a lot of people out there that just want to sharpen skates. And people, you know, just say you do 11-foot radius, half-inch back of center, okay? Or whatever radius you want to do. You want to do a quad. You want to do a double quad, triple quad, and what do you want to do? The key is every time you, after five sharpenings, okay, whatever you put on that blade is gone. And I can prove that to you. Okay. And that's why when I do radiuses, I tell the guys, listen, we can do this radius. You tell me what you want. I'll put on anything you want. But here's the kicker after five sharpenings, you got to take it out and put another one in. Now, are you talking about the bottom of the blade, like the radius yep. on the bottom That's of the, the blade? Radius. Yeah, yeah. Now, do, do you do this with a CNC machine or you do it by hand? No, 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 but we can do it with a CNC machine. We can end mill. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah. Uh, but we can do it just by, by hand or by template. I have templates. Yep. You know, we started making templates back in 1990. We made uh, we made the, the quick square back in 1990. So it's like a duplicating them. machine then. Yeah. I helped, right. I helped form, I helped start Maximum Edge. Oh, okay. Cool. Bob Allen, 
And I started that company in 90. Wow. But I didn't want to be a part of it after a while because I didn't want to, I own 35% and I didn't want to uh, work at it because I had two, well, I was working at Auto Holloway and I had the wings, the Spitfires, well, the ambassadors or whatever I had it going. I had so much going. I mean, you know, Mm-hmm. But I, I knew everybody. Eh? I mean, I know everybody in the NHL. Everybody knows me. If you, if you live long enough, we all come back as GMs and coaches and presidents. Oh, Claude crazy. Julian. Claude <laughs> Julian, right? Yeah. 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 He took a machine and he won a cup. Well, I, I thought I thought the only reason that you didn't want to do it is because, you know, like, stay with them is because they only work three hours a freaking day. Yeah, good luck on that. Right? <laughs> What's it open from? Ten till two or something like that? Like, oh, maximum edge you're talking yeah. about? Oh, I yeah. thought you meant these guys working three hours a day. Say, no, 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 no. Working no. a lot. He's working all the time. He's still working. I don't know what he does now. So yeah, no it's not open long. It, no. Like you can't get done work and go drop your skates off and and get them done. They, they you have to drop them off mm-hmm. either before work or Harold ones closed every time I go there. Right, right. Just, like I said, it, it's open from ten to two, Tuesday to Thursday, or something like that. Just go see my son in Windsor on, in the cell. He's got pro skate balance right there. He's got everything there. I should Anytime go see him. Anytime you need a pair of skates well, done, go. go there. I should go see him after work. Well, I'm just saying, you know, give him a, <laughs> I'll text you his phone number. I'm down for that. Yeah. Hey, how how did the job with uh with like Carolina while then? Hartford, how did all that come about for you? Like, did they approach you? Like, okay, so that's another story. Okay, so okay, I started in the wings in 78. Okay, I started with the Spitfires in uh, 71, 72. I did all the scouting for them, all the local kids. I knew every local kid. I brought Ribble, I brought Riley, um, Plum. I mean, I brought Beaton, Babe, Bone. These guys all, you know, we went and looked at them, eh? Jerry Service was an awesome guy to work with. Uh, you know, George Aiken. I mean, all the coaches I've worked with over the years, we all got along with them. I mean, they're all great coaches. When I started working in 78 with Danny Olsevich, he was the head equipment manager, right? And I, I, you know, when you look back from 78 till now, oh my God, what a difference. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Rutherford, we moved into, we moved into, um, uh, moved into Joe Lewis in 1980. So we had Jimmy uh, Rutherford. You know, we had a, a bunch of goalies along the way, and I fixed and repaired all the equipment. Nobody else. I had more equipment in my house in Essex than most guys had in their equipment rooms in the NHL. I'm just telling you. Jesus. I had sewing machines. I had everything, everything to do it. And and, and you know, it's kind of funny. Not funny, but Okay, so uh, 1981, Danny, no, 1980 it was. We were just going into Joe Lewis. We were just settling in. Danny says to me, well, he says, this guy wants to come and do an interview and show us uh, something about uh, profile. I said, oh, that sounds interesting. I said, okay. He said, I want you to come. Can you be here after uh, around 3.30? I said, okay, well, I'll have to see. Because I says, uh, I'm going to make sure I can get an hour. I'll be late for work, eh? So I'll call Tom and I'll say if I can be an hour late. So anyways, the guy comes in and he's got this uh, profile machine, right? He does a demonstration, puts it on the, on the tabletop, and sets it all up and goes through it. 
and he took about, he did, a, I think, 11 foot at center. He had three settings, eh? So he did the first setting at center, and it was 11 foot template. So he's all done. He says, I'll leave you at the machine. And he says, uh, you guys can try it out, but just keep it. Let me know what you think. So the guy leaves. Danny, Danny, after about five minutes, Danny turns to me and says, what do you think? I said, oh my God, this guy's a genius. He said, well, I have no time for this. I can't do it. I don't have time. That means I got to do every pair every five or six times. I got 27 guys in the dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> you got to remember, they can't do it because they don't have a guy that just designate to do that. That's the problem. There's only one equipment manager that's on the road and, in a, and a heavy medical guy. That's it. There's just Lefty and Danny. That's it. Nobody else. And so, you know, you, Danny turned to me and says, here, take the machine. You can have the machine. I still got it to this day. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, there's, there's so many things, you know, the game has evolved so much a lot down the road. You know, when I, when I was with the Canes, my job is I had two other equipment, uh, assistant equipment managers that they did all the other stuff and I concentrated on the skates. That was my job, work with each guy individually and try to figure out what's good for them and how they feel and, and where they're going on the ice. And if they're going into the, into the, Corners comfortably, eh? And the first year we went to 2002, what I have 14 guys using, it, and I still have, I still didn't have about eight or nine guys, 10 guys not using it. But I mean, it was a work in progress. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's a problem. But by 2006, I had, oh, I'm, I'll tell you a little story. Okay, so we picked up Ronnie Francis, okay, at the, at the deadline. Mm -hmm. He's pretty good. Okay, he came in. And I, I just sharpened the skates. He was a, he was a, a five eight, and it was just basically a, a ten foot because I measured his skates. I just did it my own just to see where everything was at and how much blade contact he had on the ice. But I never said a word to him. Okay. So, anyways, Ronnie came in and he says, "Well, he says um, the guys are talking about some sort of balancing system you got, and they swear that's awesome." And I said, okay. I said, well, we can try it and see what you know what you feel. If you don't like it, not a big deal. So he says, what do you think? So I I got all the markers out and I marked the skates and I said, well, you get about you get about twenty five millimeters back here from center back about touching the ice. I said, I think we could put a. Uh, I'm sure we could put a thirty fifty five on this blade at center, just 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 to try out. Or we just do a 25-45 and try it out, and then we can always move back. He said, okay, let's try it. He said, well, what hollow? I said, wow, I think he could go to three-quarter. Okay. So we, we did that. He came back in. He, we did the warm-up. He said, listen. He said, I think you can put a lot more on. This is awesome. So I went to – I ended up going to – what did I end up going to? I went up to uh, – Going up to 35, 65, half inch back of center. 
So everybody knows Wally is crunching numbers right now as we speak. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so I'm crunching these numbers. So I put that in and I said, we're going to go to an inch. He said, oh, I can go. I think I can go better than an inch. Well, I said, well, we can try an inch and a half. Well, guess what? He still uses it today. That's crazy. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, you know, and then, then here's another story. Uh, 2002, okay, we pick up Weeksy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we pick up Weeksy. So Weeksy comes in, I think it was in March or something like that. I knew him from junior. I get to know all these guys from junior because I was I spent, you know, 100 years in junior. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, so you get to know everybody. So anyways, uh, Weeksy comes in and um, I sharpen his skates, eh? And he told me what he wanted. So I said, okay, I sharpen him. And uh, a month goes by. So I'm thinking to myself, why isn't Wixie bringing me the, the, the runners? Like the skates, is he mad at me? Did I do something wrong? Because that's what I started thinking, eh? Because most goalies are getting them done once a week. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to be sharp in practice, just in the games. So after about six weeks, I went over down, sat down with Wixie and I said, hey, Shady, this is Shady, can, can I ask you a couple of questions? And he said, yeah, well, no problem. What's my, I said, are you, are you mad at me or anything? Did, did I do something wrong? He started laughing. He said, oh, no, 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 no. He said, well, I can't figure out why you, you haven't brought the skates in to get sharpened. He said, oh, he says, oh, let me show you. He said, let me show you what I do. So he, he reaches into the bag and he pulls out a red sweet stick. And he says, every time... I go on the ice, I just go like down twice and they're sharp enough for me. I said, that's unbelievable. He says, here, take one. Well, you know what? I still have the original one. I still use it to this very day. It was unbelievable. So there's a guy that taught me something. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I just went down south with him and asked. And that's what happened. You know, it was just honest to God's truth. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's always different things out there, uh, but you need to learn about them, you know, mm-hmm. and always keep an open mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, are we done plugging your blades? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to get better, no problem. <laughs> no, I want, to, I want to go to the Spitfires days because... Uh, oh, good luck on that one. Yeah, yeah I, I remember. So I was probably like, so... 71 you started and then by the time i was like i don't know probably 10 um i finally started realizing that my grandma saunders is is uh a billet and born born spitfires and she's got uh roland melanson there i want to say pete peters was there as well with blair barnes at one time he was there when i was there I don't think I, I don't think Pete, uh, I don't know if uh, Peters was there. I can't remember. I know Barnsley was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'll tell you who stayed. It was um, uh, Gorman, uh, Pat Gorman. Pat lived there. Because I bought, I ended up buying Pat's car when he went back to Nova Scotia. <laughs> uh, from him. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, and Blair had that, uh, that 69 Camaro. Yeah. And we had we had Ernie Godden on here, and he's like, 
he was such a mama's boy. But then you look at his penalty minutes, he was not a mama's boy. <laughs> well, you know what? Everybody's different on the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, or it I was mean, like Silver Spoon or something sure like that. You, yeah. I'm sure if you ask a lot of people when I played senior and junior hockey, did they like me? Not a chance. <laughs> they could tell you some bad stories about me. <laughs> and that's but, fine. But off the ice, you're a beauty. It's a different. Yeah. You know, once you put that uniform on, it's your boys. Mm -hmm. I played with guys. I played against guys, played with guys, even when I played against them. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a different story. And that's just the way it is in the NHL. And, you know, when you you look at hockey players, um, you know, they're gritty. I mean, it's just that's the way they play. Mm-hmm. And we had some, you know, we had some tough boys, you know, Frank Beaton, Ronnie Freest. I mean, oh my God. Kotze, Katsopoulos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, Frank Bath. Oh, Frank Bath. He's, you know, that's another story. Frank Bath. I mean, oh my God. I can remember one time he's playing Port here. So he, he calls me up and he says, well, I'm going to play in Detroit today. Cause I was working in Detroit at the time. And um, he said, uh, I'm going to be at practice. So it was on the weekend. So uh, I um, went to the practice because we had practice in the morning. They practiced after. And we went out for lunch, him and I. And um, he said, and he said, I've been, I'm down in Port here and I can't break this lineup. And he said, the wings are terrible. <laughs> I can't break it. <laughs> I said, I know. I said, I know. You know, well, what do you do? I'm not the coach. I'm not the GM, you know, mm-hmm. even though Skinner was a good friend of mine, you know, but, you know, that's the way they are, the, the way they think. And that's fine. And, and so anyways, so I said to Frank, we we're sitting at the table and we're having lunch and uh, he said, I don't know what, what I do. I said, I, I got to do something. I said, well, Frank, I'll tell you what to do. He said, well, what do I do? I says, Go after Bobby Clark. First time Bobby Clark gets that puck, knock the shit out of him. (laughs) He said, well, I'll get killed. So what? Have you ever seen anybody go to the hospital from a hockey game yet in a fight? You'll be fine. You've got guys that'll jump in there. So don't worry about it. Well, guess what? If you go back and look at that game that when they played, he hit Clarkie right right around the blue line and they jumped him, Frank, like crazy. And the following year, they picked him up, and he spent ten years with Philly. That's crazy, because so, yeah. you kind of know things. <laughs> well, you want to make a. a this statement? is people would have listened to you sooner, right? Want to make a statement? Make it. Well, because you you were also a head coach, right? At one time, no. couple couple times here and there. No, not a head coach, no. and maybe in lacrosse coaching, but that's it. Oh, well, I thought maybe Maxnern got uh, tossed and you had to coach the team there a couple times. No, 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 no. Max, um, I don't, I don't, gee, I can't remember if Max ever got tossed, you know. I can't, I don't, I don't think so. I know, I know a couple times uh, me and Max may have said, well, enough of this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what happened? <laughs> That was enough. I've said that to a couple coaches a few times. Mm-hmm. Walked over and just whispered in there. This is bullshit. Let's get the straightness out. 
<laughs> That's right great. down the hallway or oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i got fined for that one <laughs> why what did you do can you tell us the story well you know what uh that, that was a big broad isn't wow, gee, I don't know. i've been fined a couple times you got fined as an as an equipment manager oh yeah you well, got a lot I, of trouble in the world juniors i have a history in lacrosse and in the ohl dave branch just loves me <laughs> he, he's got a he's got a boner for freaking windsor branch uh, anyways we had a, bra, a bench carrying brawl and uh that's i think uh jimmy rutherford was the uh, equipment manager tommy uh tommy webster was hawk was a coach and um um, the whole brawl, the whole brawl, and I'm trying to break it up. And Jeff Reese comes over to the bench and tries to take a swat at me, and I give him a left hook. <laughs> you know, like the goalie. Yeah, Reese. Yeah, and then <laughs> play for uh, Toronto. Was the name McLeod or McLeod? I can't remember. He came after me, and I backed up because you know, I mean, and um, the shit was all on the bench. And then I went down into the hallway, and they pulled me off. And went down the hallway, and then McLeod, I think it was McLeod, would come down the hallway, and shit, I decked him <laughs> down the hallway, and then I got charged. For, I got nailed for five hundred. Jimmy looked after that. Did Jimmy pay it? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Here you go. Don't and I got fined seventy-five dollars with Maxi because I. Uh, yeah, I don't know which one it was, but there's there was a few of them. Mm-hmm. There's one time and we had a bench clearing brawl in uh, London. I think I think I don't know Scotty was on that team then or not. Can't remember, but uh, oh uh, no, it couldn't be because I think uh, Todd Harvey was playing for with us. Okay, so we had a bench clearing ball. So a guy comes down out of the stands. I'm on the end of the bench, and the stands are right there at the old arena. Eh? And you have to walk past the equipment guy. So the guy comes down and he's chirping away. And I said, hey, get out of here. Get, you know, go back and sit in the stands. And he kept coming down. And I said, don't come down any closer. He came down. I just grabbed a hold of him and gave him a left hook and went down like a ton of bricks. Another guy jumps on me from the crowd. Uh, Todd Harvey's mother jumps on him. And starts wailing the shit out of him. <laughs> That's the honest to God's truth. <laughs> hey, don't fuck with hockey moms. <laughs> They'll get you. They will get I'll you. I'll tell yeah. you. I mean, let me tell you. I taught her, her mom's a super person and she's one tough lady. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because like I remember, I remember I was I was between 10 and 12, I'd say. And Graham had the the two seats uh that yeah. were given to her by the Spitfires right on the glass there where she just loved watching Roland Melanson put his leg up on top of the bar. And she's like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in hockey. And I'm like, you've been to every single game. But I remember, I, I want to say it was against the Sioux. And there's a brawl in the corner in the Sioux end. And it ends up in the over the glass into the crowd. And, and like, it, it's just, it's it was insane. Like, some of the games there were just epic. Well, the barn was a great place to play. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Hacking you know, darts and drinking beers. Know, I played mm-hmm. my junior. I played junior B with the Spitfires in 64-65. Uh, was a great place to play. Um, you know, in 70, 71, all the way up until they left. I mean, still a great place. I mean, the new arena is beautiful. I mean, but, you know, it's it's a different, it's a different era. 
everything yeah. changes. You know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, it's, uh, you know, they've done well. I mean, and then uh, I left in what, um, I left in what, 90, no, uh, 80, came back in 83 when uh, Carmanis and Jimmy uh, bought, uh, got the team. Uh, and then that just led to uh, staying with them until 2012, till I uh, just, uh, you know, retired in 2012. I just, I just talked to, I texted Jimmy, oh, geez, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, talking to him, see how things are going there. So, you know, he, it's like anything else. He's got to get working. It's, <laughs> it, it's the same as his fits, okay? You know, you know, you go back to looking at everything that's going on. My, my theory, it's, it, it's a big game of mistakes. So try not to make any mistakes. You should win the game. But that's not going to guarantee it. Okay, but you you do you do so much breakdown on video today. So, you know, Spitz right now, you need to stay out of the box. That's the yeah. big thing. Yeah. You know, well, whoever makes the least amount of stakes wins the game, right? Well, that's you know that's almost guaranteed. But you do always need a little bit of luck. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You know they you know I get people texting me all the time. Well, Spitz are way better. Uh, don't count on that. They're good. And you have to you have to contain McTavish. Mm -hmm. Right. I had a friend of mine that I sent a little text to when the Oilers were playing the Avs. And I said, listen, I've watched all these games. And you got to contain Connor. Oh, I know. He makes too many things happen on the ice. Cut him down. That's less things that's going to happen on the ice. Frustrate him. The draw penalty. Don't retaliate. That's I just got to send Kadri out there and Bobby Clark. You're done. You're good yeah. to go. Yeah. Right? Give him a good old whack in a leg. and Yeah, you can't do that no more. The, day, the game has changed. Uh, I, know. Know, I can remember mm -hmm. in, 2000, in 2006, okay, when they instigated all these rules, I was a firm believer that I, you know, I'm, I was a firm believer that, that they made a big mistake. And I'll tell you a little story. We go into Tampa, and I think I don't know, it was our first game or second game, whatever it was. Our game, first game in Tampa, and then um, I had everybody on my system, eh? And um, we go on the ice, and after the first period, I go walk into the dressing room. Bobby Gorman is standing there, and I said, Bobby. I cannot believe how fast we are. Oh my God. I said, this is unbelievable. These rules have changed everything. Now you can go. You know, the speed is unbelievable because they can't hold you up. Mm -hmm. You know, no more clutch and grab. Right. So it, it's made the guy that can skate, it's made him good. The small guy is going to go. Like the guy like now. Yeah, he's going to wheel. So, which is good. I think it's good for me. I was wrong. You know, so, you know what? Everybody has an opinion, but that doesn't mean you're right. <laughs> Terrible for defensemen getting run through the wall. Oh, my God. You know God. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I liked how another D, you had to skate around them, but now you, you know what I mean? You, I don't mean the clutching and grabbing, but even if you get in a way and impede his progress, it's interference now. Well, it can be it's, a pick too, eh? So you right, but but he he can he can go at mock speed as fast as he can and put your poor defenseman who's trying to you know turn yeah, around see. and make a play, and now he's through the glass and his shoulder's yeah, broken, collarbone's broken. 
I think well, you can call fucking, uh, his sternum's broken now. Yeah, like there was call, that one. They can call Bur- aborting the refs. Yeah. You know, the key is when, when they're going up the defenseman, if the if the guy tries to coast around, look at their feet. If their feet are moving, the referee's gonna call either a pick or interference. Yeah, they don't call too many picks, and I see so many picks out there. Right. The coaches work on picks, don't you? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I can see that. Well, the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs one, right? This year that they took uh, uh, Tavares' goal away from. Tea, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. that, that, that was a perfect example of it. It was a pick. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I agree with that. You know, mm-hmm. um, once you plant, you know, you don't move. It's a pick. Right. So, okay. I mean, it makes it makes a game, you know. I mean, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, we have to work all the time. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. I mean, I watch all the games up here at the cabin. I watch, I watched, uh, watched the OHL game the other night there with the Spitz, and then I watched uh, what was it, uh, Seattle and uh, Edmonton, uh, that game. Uh, so I watch a lot of games if I can, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard and, you have a pet bear up there, like you, you, so you like Grizzly Adams. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> i'm just making shit up that's all right that's all i do but i did hear this one i did hear that you ate a bag of onions is that a true story yep a full bag of onions well i'm not full but I, it's a, like a five pound bag <laughs> that's still a bag like, of onions. like a white like a white onion just yeah, they were hot then. <laughs> oh, what was what was the reason, or just because you could? Oh no, somebody dared me. Oh. Well, you know, listen, you know what? When you're younger, you might be a little stupider. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're not smarter than your parents? <laughs> not really. <laughs> That's funny. So how did how did that come about? <laughs> how did that that come about? You know what? I can't even remember. I, I you know can't even remember how that all started. But um, I, you know, I don't really know. I mean, Just there's so many things in my life. That's I'll have happened. to get uh, Jamie to tell us that story then. Well, you know what, uh, Jamie? You know how the onion started. Uh, Jamie used to, when he was just a young kid, he used to work for me, uh, slinging onion bags. Okay. So he, I had a pickup truck, uh, and we'd load up. Uh, I'd buy uh, onion bags and resell them to the farmers, make extra money. I was always trying to make a buck, eh? Mm-hmm. you know i never went to school so i always had to try and make some money turn a yeah. nickel into a dollar <laughs> well you're an entrepreneur right hey you know you just do the best things you can you know one guy said to me one time he says uh holy shit well you've done a lot of jobs i said well when you were going to university your four years and i said you went all through high school i said i never got out of grade eight i said I was 14. I started working for uh, 15. I started working for Bert Mastinardi in the shed. And Donnie Mastinardi and I played the hockey together, you know, with the Leamington Indians. Donnie Mastinardi was a good hockey player. And that's how it all started, you know. And I'm sure I wasn't the greatest worker at the time, but Bert gave me a chance to work in the produce shed. And Donnie and I kind of chum around and, uh, you know, I, I talked to Donnie the odd time now, and you know, I said, I said, Donnie, I says, uh, I can remember when your your dad did, didn't want you to play hockey. Bert used to say, I don't want him to play hockey. 
He needed to learn the business. You know, because Bert was uh, the big produce king back in the day in the tomatoes, you know. And uh, Donnie liked hockey. And he, Donnie played for the Flyers, and he was a good, very good hockey player. I mean, there's a lot of good hockey players back in the day. I mean, there's so many, but there's only like six teams in the NHL. You know, so they're not going to go anywhere. And I remember one time his dad saying, saying to him, uh, yeah, I want him to play. I want him to work for me, not play hockey. And I said, Donnie, I said, aren't you glad you listened to your dad? He said, well, the only reason I listened to my dad was we played a flyer game in, uh, down east someplace. And he said, I got the shit knocked out of me. And on the way home, my dad says, well, what do you think? You want to play hockey or do you want to come and work for me? <laughs> <laughs> I want to sell produce. I said, well, listen, your dad was right. When you think about it, you could buy any NHL team now. You're worth about four billion. Jesus. So, what do you, you know? Yeah, great decision. Heck? Great decision. Yeah. I mean, but you know, that's just part of life. Yeah. So, so Wally, can you walk us through like the World Juniors when uh, when that big Russian Canada oh, thing went down? You got a whole hour or what? <laughs> <laughs> as much time as you want. <laughs> If we wouldn't have done your commercial first. Well, okay, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It was so interesting. Not a problem. Not a problem. Okay, so, so okay, so I was uh, elected to go to Team Canada, and um, uh, what was it? Eighty-seven. Uh, yeah, eighty-seven. Yeah, we got to get all these dates straight. You know, so many yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, the coaches were Bert Templeton. Um, um, Hawk, which is Tommy Webster, and um, what's his name? Uh, oh my goodness gracious, uh, can't think. Uh, Pat Burns. Oh boy. So, anyways, legends. Yeah, legends. I worked with uh, three legends, uh, you know, and they're all passed away now. So, just awful. Yeah. Um, and I always kept in good contact with them over the years. All been good. So, anyways, uh, we go. Okay, so we had training camp in uh, Calgary um, for, I don't know, 10 days or so, a couple of weeks. And then we cut the team down. Then we pack up and we're gone from December, uh, right till January, something, I can't remember. We're, I think, 30 days or 32 days overseas. We go into, uh, uh, what's the place? Uh, oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, we had we had um, training camp. We opened training camp for a week or ten days, just before around Christmas, or maybe two weeks. In uh, oh my goodness, it was in uh, Switzerland. I don't know what's uh, Frank Frankenmoves or not Frankenmoves, but uh, oh, I can't even think of the name right now. But anyways, we were there for two weeks. So I we had a guide. I drove the truck. We loaded the equipment drove the truck into the mountains. Get halfway up the mountain, you gotta put chains on the on the on the tires. <laughs> and they showed us how to do that, eh? So we had to do that. Get there, unload, set everything up. So uh, we're there for a couple of weeks and uh, practicing. Then we, we take off going to Vienna for Christmas Eve. That was beautiful. 
Then we rent another vehicle. We get another chauffeur. Like not a chauffeur, it's like a guide. Uh, I drive the truck. Um, uh, we had the medical guy, me and the medical guy, uh, Jacques Parent, uh, really good guy. Uh, just two of us, and uh, we go uh, through Baroslava um, into uh, Piastani, and then we set up everything. Not Piastani, Nitra. I'm sorry. Uh, that was our home base, Nietzsche. So we played our games there. And our, our final game was in Piastani. Okay, so we're, we're playing there. Uh, and if we play, we're playing the Russians. And um, so what happened was is that we're beating the Russians uh, four to two in the second period, I think. And it was win and go to the gold, right? If you won yes. your... Yeah. We were we were playing we were playing for the gold medal, but they added goals. Okay, so how many goals we had to beat those goals? So we had a silver already won. Didn't matter if we if we'd have beat them, we'd still won a silver. We had to beat them by about I think eight goals. Eh? I can't remember exactly how many. But anyways, so anyways, my job on the bench uh, is to make sure the changes are done right. So nobody gets on too soon, gets off, you know, that's my job. Right. Uh, also my job in junior is if an altercation starts, make sure we hold the bench. Don't let any of the guys over. Cause in junior in the OHA or OHA, OHA then and OHL, you know, guys just leave the, you know, leave the bench, eh? You know, there's, there's a lot of stories you can tell you there. Sure. A lot of bench clearing brawls. In the warm, now, how do you think referees started? We never saw a referee in a warm up. <laughs> Could ask Max that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, but anyways, so anyways, uh, they go on the ice and uh, Flurry's going around, and uh, when Russian comes around, just whacks him right over the side of the head here, gets him on. Flurry goes down. Kane comes in, whacks the Russian. Then the Russian and Kane start fighting. Then they start fighting on all fighting on the ice. Cinepass is out there. Ever Cinepass has got a guy he. Let's go bang, gets one guy. I'm watching the bench. Uh, and Templeton and uh, um, Bert, or, uh, Bert and uh, Pat are saying, hold the bench, hold the bench. Well, I got him, I got him. Because I got Chase on and I got um, a bunch Jimmy. of help in my hand. And uh, so the, the assistant coach lets one on the ice. And I said, yelled to say, uh, Pat, uh, Pat, one on, one on. So now they got six, okay? And then the guy jumps in the fight. Cinepass has got two guys up again. Like, that Cinepass is strong as a bull. I'm telling you. He played in Chicago later on, but nicest guy you ever want to meet. And uh, one tough dude. I mean, we had a good team. Yeah. yeah we were, you know, we were picked, I think, uh, you know, between fourth and sixth to finish, eh? Yeah. Well, we were number two. You know, so, I mean, Anyways, uh, so Luke Richardson, Pierre another guy on the ice, and I'm telling, I'm right here. The, the bench is right here. I'm here. The assistant guy's here. And I says, "Hold your guys." He lets another guy go. I just turn around, give him a left hook, and down he went. I pulled him over and gave him a couple more. And they asked me, "Did you hit the assistant coach?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "I didn't hit him enough." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I'm sorry." I, you know, so I didn't hit him. So I'll tell you another story on this one after a while with Jimmy Rutherford. So anyways, 
you know, they come off the ice and they, they, they turn the lights out, you know, everybody stopped fighting. They take us in the room. Management blasted the players. I was just sick to my stomach. What was going on? Like blasted your, blasted your own players? Oh, yeah. yeah just terrible. Yeah, just terrible. Wow. You know, they'll deny it, but that's fine. I mean, I don't care. I was there. I'll stand in front of them and tell them right to their face. I was not happy. And I told them afterwards. Now, was it your assistant coach that, that let the guy go, or was it the Russian? No, assistant? no, the Russian. Oh, okay. Because yeah, you had Luke Richardson oh, and Shanahan, and you had, a, you had a tough team, too. Jimmy, Jimmy Waite. I mean, we yeah. had, I mean, I could go down that list. Oh, Pierre Turgeon? Like, I'm not oh, saying yeah. tough guy, but oh, wow, guy. what a hockey I mean, team. so Aaron many. Flurry. We had a great hockey team. Yeah. But and they had, they had Alexander McGillney. They I met had those guys. Fedorov. They had. Yes. I met him in Detroit when I was there. They yeah. knew me. They yeah. called me the crazy Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had that big hair. You had that big yeah, afro. Me, he says, oh, you're the crazy guy. <laughs> so that's I, right. I had, uh, 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 was it, uh, who did I have there? Uh, uh, Godiniak in oh, Hartford. Yeah. He played on that team. <laughs> but he, talked, it, he said, oh, my God. He says, you crazy. And, and, and Ernie got and said, greatest trainer I ever played with, ever played for. He's like, that man would run through the wall to open that hole up for you. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought that was pretty special coming from, you know, what, the top goal scorer in the OHL, right? Great guy. Ernie's such a great guy, yeah. yeah. You know, he's just uh, – so anyways, I decked the Russian coach, and then you know, it was all over the – you know, the Team Canada's head equipment manager started the fight. You know, Alan Haberstadt was all over that. I told him the truth. I just, I didn't lie. I mean, I didn't tell him everything they wanted to know. Yeah. But if you asked me a question, I told you the truth. Right. So, you know, and I still got all the clippings. <laughs> still got... That's funny. Well, Wally, the truth will set you free. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'll tell you another little story. So we, we were going to Russia to play a game uh, when Jimmy Rutherford was the general manager. And I can't remember what year it was. It was I don't even know. It was the NHL, you know, they go over, we were going to Russia, then you're going to Finland. So anyways, uh, I, I got called up in the office, eh? And uh, I had to give all the passports out. You know, they give you a passport. And, um, they brought me up in the office and I said, Jimmy, what's up? And there's a whole bunch of people standing around. He says, uh, uh, Jimmy says, well, you can't go. I said, well, what's the problem? He said, well, the Russians have banned you. I said, I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> I said, I wouldn't change one bit that I did. Not They're one afraid of you coming all over there. Again. And the they all man. burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but they were giving it to me, eh? <laughs> were, were they, was he being honest? Like you really couldn't go? Or he just no, giving you the gears about it? They were playing me because he was telling everybody the story. And I went in and I said, I'm not sorry one bit. And I couldn't care less. And I didn't. And I said, I do it all over again. I love it. Hey, I always ask guys who have like, who have been there for freaking cups and stuff. Did you get your one day with it? Yeah. What did you do? So when I, when I got my one day with it, I originally wanted to bring it back to Leamington where I started my uh, youth hockey at the old arena, but they tore it down. Oh yeah. So I brought it to the Essex and Legion 
the Essex Legion. And, and did it there. It's the first time that I think ever in Canada that the Stanley Cup has been at a Legion. Oh, oh nice. Wow. nice. As far as I know. 201. Time, 2012, uh, 2006. How was so that run? And, and, oh, we packed the place. Oh, you know? my God. So it was good. We raised the we raised money for um, the new arena in Essex and we give money to the Legion. So that was good. It was awesome. And all, all the Legionnaires that were there were invited. They could come free of charge. Anybody that, you know, was a second world war, like, you know, those yeah. guys uh, deserve Anybody that fought in the war could go no charge. That's a great Legion too. It Love is. It's a, Kinger does a great job there. He sure does. Uh, no, he's a Buffalo fan. I don't know. No problem. Oh, and I got to give a big shout out to Bob Murray for hooking us up with you. Like, uh, oh, yeah. like he's such a beauty. Like he, he's, he's you, the OHL guru. What's that? Did he tell you I hired him on Old Holloway? Yeah, he. Well, he said you worked there. I don't know if I can't remember if he said that you. you but didn't you? Didn't you get uh, gotten a job at uh, Auto Holloway too? Ernie, Ernie. Um, I tried to get Ernie uh, to come over uh, and work there, but he ended up going to Cassins. Uh, oh. and worked there um yeah i got bobby chittle i mean i had half the spitfires working there <laughs> um i mean i had so many guys working there uh donnie uh, uh don mcdermott i hired him and tom may was my boss so i'd always go to tom and ask tom we can hire this guy that guy and you know tom was always pretty good he said yeah no problem you know my, my grandpa was a truck driver there too peg's uh Peg's husband way back when like I he passed away before I was right around seven so yeah quite a few years ago yeah I started there I, I started there in 78 working in the yard yeah he was he was gone before then I, I came and then I became a supervisor uh, they wanted to, they wanted, Tom wanted to make me a supervisor about eight months in and I said no I said I want to spend a year in the yard I want to I want to learn more stuff what's going on in the air. So that was a year. And then I became a supervisor and I left in 93 to go to Hartford. That's crazy how much time you spent in hockey. Yeah. Well, this, is, this has been awesome, Wally. And I really hope that we can get you back because I have so many questions for you. But <laughs> we don't want to keep you too much longer. Well, the problem you know? is, is we're all over the board. I mean, there's so many things to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But well, next time we'll try and go like your hockey career to how you got into training to, you know what I mean? Getting into the Spitfires and, and then working through the Rutherfords. And because like we went from, you know, master Nardis to everybody your hockey keep up, blade keep up. to <laughs> your, your, your freaking no, I mean, TV so commercials to uh, well, no, but I loved every minute of it. I loved well, every you know, minute of it. The thing it. is, if you want to get better, then come and talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, I've done so much research over the years, played the game myself, so I know what it's like. So right. when somebody tells me something, I get I it clicks right away. Yeah. Because I had the same feeling yep. and didn't know what to do about it. And that's why I have numbers of NHL equipment managers calling me all the time, asking me questions. And it's so awesome, team. right? Because you've been around it so long that you know what is going to make a hockey player better or make it better, easier for the, the trainers and stuff to do their job more efficiently, right? Well, that's the, that's the bottom line, you know? I mean, 
the game has excelled. I mean, you got to remember one thing too, is that in the last 20 years, the technology is so advanced. Okay. It's gone. It's just gone cuckoo. Right. I mean, let's, let's look at 83. I could tell you a story in 83 about, um, iPhone, my phones. Okay. And the big phone, the first phone I had this big. Yeah. <laughs> Carried it in the truck when I went over to Detroit. You know, they're calling me. I mean, the guy goes up. I'll never forget the one time I was working at uh, Plant Three. So we we catch two um, VIN numbers, the same the same VIN number. We catch twice, double VINs within three months. And I said, how the heck can this happen? So I go up to the framing line. I walk upstairs, and I go to the guy's desk, and I said, listen. I thought you had this big computer that's like a block long. What, what is going on? He said, it's only as good as the person that's implementing the numbers. Well, what good is that then? He said, well, it's, we're not there yet. I said, not there yet. I said, I've, so you're telling me manual setup is better. So he said, well, you know what? He said, five to 10 years, you'd be walking around with a phone and a little notebook in your hand looking at stuff. I said, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> well, guess what? Here we are. I'm the crazy guy. <laughs> yeah, but you needed, was, you needed a backpack and a battery pack for um, that. God, yeah. I mean, it's like a and big walkie talk. And it's, you know, and, and you know yourself, it is Excel. Why do you have that uh, Toronto Maple Leaf uh, crest upside down? I, oh, Rob, fill them in, Rob. Well, because you know how in the wars countries in distress you they would take the flag and flip it upside down well my maple leafs are still in distress they yeah, can't just in 67 when they break right, but when they get out of the first round i'll flip that over darren hey darren mccarty back over. gives it to him too yeah darren, darren mccarty, mccarty gives it, gives it, all the time it to Rob. he's a it. great he's a good guy he's a great guy <laughs> leamington boy you're your yeah, neck of the woods yeah, i know him oh. very well but you know oh, what well. I, I would like to see leamington do i'd like to see those master nardies get involved in that leamington hockey program you know like they they need to do something there like because they're not putting asses in the seats like i i, I sx73s are putting way more people in the seats and and dale mitchell he just won coach of the year there you know like so they got a good product going here's the thing is that the minor hockey program has gone downhill Mm -hmm. in leamington area yeah you know wheatley's picked it up essex i don't know where harrow is kingsville you know so i'm just saying yeah i mean you know yeah and it's all about the youth if they want to get involved and just remember one thing Hockey's not a cheap sport. No, but you get those but, master nardies involved, and it could be cheaper. Well, it, it could be, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, that's why when I was in Essex, I got lacrosse going. I started lacrosse in Essex. My two boys, uh, I used to take in the Windsor all the time, and we we're on the way back one time, and I was always in lacrosse with the Warlocks for years. Uh, won, won a couple, uh, two or three Ontario's Canadian championship. Um, and my one son said, my oldest son said to me, he says, uh, why, 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 why don't you start uh, lacrosse? It's so Shane. I says, oh my God. I says, that's a lot of work. I said, I, I'm, I'm going crazy now. He says, well, kids will play. We have a lot of kids. So 
I said, okay, so we did. So I went to work, putting everything together, got a bunch of people to stand behind. Uh, we registered for a nonprofit organization uh, and I went to work. Uh, then we, I went and started hang, I, at all the hockey games, all minor hockey, I started out handing leaflets. I give one to every player. Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of signing up, I think I had close to 200 and some kids. Right? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Well, there's so many video games and shit to sit in front of the TV now with. It's a matter of parents kicking them outside, right? Well, you know what? You know, the thing is, is that's a cheap sport. And the Martinells were great. They all came and helped me out. Mito, uh, Ronnie, Terry. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of them. I mean, they're they're great people. Um, um, And, you know, it'll take off if you have people that want to contribute to it. You know, I mean. Right. You got to push the product, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, also and the same is saying in minor hockey. If you don't have the sign up, it's no good. I don't know what the sign up said, but they tell me it's not good. No, it's not. And and it's it's a sad situation. The Leamington Flyers, also, too, they only have one kid from Leamington on the roster. Right. So that could also be why they're not getting like Essex. We have a bunch of guys that are from town or from. From Essex, Woodsley, Maidstone, or whatever that yeah, but here, playing here, here right? I, I understand what you're saying is, but you got to remember one thing: if if a, if you can get a better player to make your team better, you can't take a hometown kid. I mean, yeah, of course. You know, I, I mean, understand. you know, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Uh, junior C is a little different. You can take all your hometown kids, and but when you get to junior B and you're playing Chatham and you're playing yeah. London. You know, you got to look at you're playing, um, uh, uh, they got a big, yeah. you know, that, you know, and then what do you got? The Canadian, has the Canadians got a team? Junior C. Yeah, they're junior C. Yeah, they're junior C. Junior C. Okay. So, but the, but the Montreal Canadians made a big stink because they were the Bell River Canadians and they, now they're called the South Point. They made a stink about that. Yep. That was a while back now that they're South. Point. I started that team. Was there Lakeshore? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Or oh. sorry, late there. Yeah, they're the Lakeshore. Yeah, and now they're Lakeshore Canadians. Yeah. And it, it, no, it, I yeah. sat when they're uh, when they Bell River Canadians. We put out, and I had um, um, uh, what the heck's Mike? Uh, oh, jeez, I can't think of Mike's last name now. But Wally Sadler, Mike Mike Sadler. So, anyways, I I had the canvas go around, and everybody knows me, and I mm. wanted to get Bell River, and it so was. It was uh, Bill Dunning, Doc Sinclair, myself, and another guy from the credit union. I can't think of his name. It was four of us. Started that. Started that. And I got I got the franchise. Okay, and we started building up. And because uh, it, it's good, it's good to have a junior senior team. You know, it was Leamington. I don't know if Amherstburg was in it then. Um, Amherstburg had a team forever though. Yeah, Vikings. I can't remember. Yeah. No. Vikings. So yeah. My Uncle you know, Barry I mean, played there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, any kid that's in playing in Leamington, if they're good enough to play, they could play. Right. There's only one. I know they got a couple, what, 15 or 16 year old, 16 year olds on that team. But, but like when I was talking to Dale Mitchell about it, I was saying, like, you know, if, 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 the master nardies or you know there, there's a lot of rich people out there and if they all like kind of 
plugged into the program, you could start them out as a younger group and grow it up through. You know what yeah. I mean? Like as long as you have the sign up, that's right. The key. You, you have to have your own. Exactly. They could be you. You could have your own affiliate with your minor system, right? Yeah. You know, well, like, I know. I, I agree with you. But, I, I but the, if the money's too expensive and they got that great big freaking ice, you know what I mean? I, they should go back to a smaller ice surface. Like that thing is huge. Yeah, no, they got they got a nice rink. They got two, get a double rink. Yeah. Yeah. The Shirk Center, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I mean, there's lots of there's lot, I mean, Pat Rivel, he's out there. I mean, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of people don't want to get involved anymore. It's just yeah. the same thing. Yeah. The same people always get involved. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Agreed. And that's some of the problems you have, you know, like you know, I, I can remember when Ribble, I I signed Ribble to his uh, Oshawa contract. I went, I I went down, talked to Rib, his mom and dad were sitting there, and I says I had a junior A contract. Gus Bonner called me, says, "Well, we want to sign this kid, have him come to camp." He said, "I don't know. He's a hometown boy. He may not want to go." He's good enough to play, I think, anyways, because I had him in the spits, eh? Right. Played for us with the spits. And then I uh, uh, had Riley, Ribble, I think they played roller hockey with us. We had roller hockey way back then in the 70s. I mean, went down and talked to him, got him, got him to sign. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm on Facebook with him, you know, I text him and I say, yeah. I, I, I give it to him. The good thing that I got you to sign that contract, you wouldn't have made all that money. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But he's a good guy. You know, yeah. I used to see him when he came into Detroit all the time, man. Eh? So when he played, you know, in Atlanta and so on. But anyways, you know, it's it's good. Hockey's been a good life for me. I have no complaints. I've met a lot of great people. Hmm. And uh no, no regrets. Hmm. And so, I can't tell every story. Let me tell you. So before we go though, real quick, what do you, what are you doing now? Like what's life like after hockey now for you? Well, I'm still involved. No, I know, but you're not like, are, are you still well, I'm not like, behind the bench or? anymore? Yeah, that's what I mean. No. Like, so what's well, we life a, now? We like? Have pro, we have a pro shop in uh, Raleigh. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's called PSP pro services. So we have that. And he's uh, my partner. He runs it. I don't, I just sit back. Um, we sell a lot of our product out of the store, uh, what we can. Uh, we do a lot of balancing. You know, we do a lot of everything. Um, we have six industrial sewing machines. We got so much stuff. Um, but I'm talking to the equipment guys all the time on, they'll send me runners in. I'll balance them all out, send them back already. I'm the first guy to put four lines on a, put a, put a center line on a skate. I do four lines. Um, I etch your name on it. I put what system you have on it, uh, whatever it is, I'll put on, I'll put your team logo on it. I'll put your name on it and I send it up to you. Jesus. 10, 12 at a time. My God. 23 players, 230 sets. Can you send me a blade with your autograph so I can put it up here? Yeah. Yeah. No problem. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Be an invoice attached to it. i love it i love it i'm definitely gonna go see it's your son though right you said how's yes i'll I'll text you his uh yeah for uh, sure i'll go see him shane i'll text i'll text y'all i'll text y'all the info over i mean 
he's the best skate sharpener around as far as I'm concerned, not just because he's my son, because I listen, every time he sharpens a pair of skates, I check it. <laughs> and if it's not good, let me tell you, I haven't found one yet that isn't good. And he, he knows better. <laughs> I'm definitely going to go see him. Rob, do you have anything else you, you want to ask him before we go or? Uh, I just want one, one story about uh, Scott Miller. <laughs> well, one story about Scoot. The, the one story about Scott is, uh, so we're going down. I think we're heading to Guelph. I'm thinking, I'm thinking 74, 75, I think. He was there. Jimmy Butcher was coaching. I think Max was coaching then, and then Jim but was it Butch, Butcher come afterwards? I can't remember. Um, anyways, we're on our way to Guelph. I'm pretty sure it's Guelph. We're going to play Guelph, and we're going. We had to stop. And we got we stopped and got buckets of chicken. Okay, so we're going down the highway, and um, I'm driving. Like at the time, we had a United Trails MC9 or MC8. Um, um, Cena Cruiser, right? 45 seats, toilet in the back. So we get all the players and Jimmy sits up at the front with me and I'm driving. And I had my license at the time. I, that's what I did, was to make extra money. It was tough back in those days making extra money. Yeah, you had to do everything. Mm -hmm. Shit, I was, I was doing the medical, sharpening the skates and driving the bus. I think back now, I said, how the hell did I do it all? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just shake my head. You know, unbelievable. So Scott Miller's in the back there. I'm saying, Scotty, hand me a, hand me a chicken, a leg, chicken leg, will you? Boom, right off the top of the, the windshield, the front windshield, and it's the bow. And he's bouncing them, <laughs> bouncing them off. The <laughs> here, well, here you go. And all the boys are just laughing, you know. And I can't do nothing because I'm driving away. <laughs> yeah. But when I pull this bus over, <laughs> yeah. you're like the Russian they guy. ended up getting getting me some chicken, but there's no problem. But you know, oh, it's just the way funny. they are. That's yeah. hilarious. That's awesome. Scotty was a great guy to be with. I mean, he was good. Yeah, never, he, never he's got a record before. or two in uh, Windsor, right? Yeah. All right, Raleigh, we, we really appreciate yeah, you coming on the show. This has been awesome. I, 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 I was so excited to, to hear that uh, we got you. And uh, I really hope you come back on the show because, like I said, I have I have a dozen more questions <laughs> in my phone book here. Yeah, no problem. So, no problem. Let you know, me know. Well, you're, you are welcome here anytime, my friend. Okay. Anytime. But all right, Wally, thank you so much, buddy. Okay, take yeah. care. Best of luck. Okay, bye. And there he was, folks, Wally Tatimer. Dude, I can't believe he was there for that Canada fucking Russia. He, he like punching people. No shit. <laughs> David Branch. You know, fuck him, dude. Yeah, don't mess with Wally. He's got a yeah. fucking left hook, I guess. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but thank you, Wally. He's an Wally's onion eater. Yeah. yeah he's, a, he's an yeah. onion eater. Don't bet him to eat onions either. You'll hey, lose. He, he's not as soft as puppy dog ears. No, he's not. Not in the slightest. So big shout out to Wally. Thanks, buddy. You're like I said, you're welcome on the show anytime, my friend. So oh, he's coming back. Oh, yeah. When we're gonna dig, like we're gonna dig with him. We're gonna fucking get some stories out of the vault on fucking Mr. Wally there. So 
So stay tuned for that. <laughs> well, he's he, he's the uh, Katimer's the the like basically the babe that uh, of baseball. You know what I mean? When it comes to he built the Windsor Spitfire Arena. It's crazy. He was there the whole time. Seventy one <laughs> when they started, and yeah, that boy Wally. <laughs> so big shout out to Wally. Rob, what were you saying about the Canadian World Juniors? So there was an incident, uh, 2018, where... There was a sexual assault incident, right? Right. And uh, there was eight guys involved and one girl. Not good. And, nope. And there was um, an accusation that... Um, Team Canada used taxpayers' money to pay the girl $3.55 million, which they're saying wasn't true. Uh, So there's supposed to, there's supposed to be a, whether there's going to be a hearing because everybody says that there's obviously a a money trail, right? So Mm -hmm. they're going to know where the the money came from, but they, they, they were accused of uh, taking taxpayers' money uh, from the government to not good pay this off right not good so yeah fucking guys yeah i haven't heard anything on that so that's why i asked because we were kind of talking about it like off air right but when you settle out of court for 3.55 like holy moly like something something must have happened well yeah yeah i know they were asking a couple of the guys that played in in the nhl now that they think were there around that time. And a lot of them are like, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going right. on. So Boys, we'll see. Keep your dicks in your pants. Like, Holy moly. Like, like fuck. <laughs> Agreed. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll follow along with it. Um, you also no charges. That- this is what I don't get. There's no charges to any of these kids. Yeah. So this is, this is where I have the problem. Yeah. Like- they haven't released any names or anything either. No. There's been no actual charges brought up. So this is what I don't understand. Like I I may sound, I don't know, sexist or something, but that girl gets assaulted and you're okay with $3.55 million and nobody goes to jail. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Am I wrong? Hmm. No, no. Like, I we'll would have to get Drew to some... take a listen to this yeah. and make sure that uh, <laughs> no, hey, I check would that time. Check that time. <laughs> no, but if anything ever happened to me, I would want something done about it. Yeah, somebody's going to jail. Like, oh, yeah. think about that. If it was my daughter and this happened to, every one of those pricks would be dead. <laughs> oh yeah. And I have two daughters too. So I would, you know, oh. I'd be like, hey, I fucking <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, I'll be okay good. with $3.55 million, but because my daughter's going to need rehab and... Yeah, it's you, crazy, you know. dude. It's crazy. Like I said, we'll have to just, like, keep our eye out for any... Uh, anything further with it, but we'll, we'll, we'll check it out. In the meantime, Kadri, you said he got hurt, right? On a hit on Connor McDavid. Okay, I didn't see the hit. It, was, it, it, it It's so hard to tell. Like, so 
Kadri's reaching around McDavid, not for a handy, but yeah. just to pop the puck <laughs> off the boards. But he kind of gives him a shove at the same time. And oh. McDavid's like maybe, I, I'll say, three feet away from the boards. And he kind of goes in like head, shoulder, boards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and when Kadri falls, he falls with McDavid, but ends up like either – jamming his thumb breaking his thumb because he's out right so yeah. or his wrist so something bad happened to him but mcdavid pounced up right away and jumped on Kadri and started wailing on him and then you know like there's the kerfuffle and yeah whatever Rib but scrum. uh you know like a vintage Kadri. like i, I would I'd take him right back on toronto in a heart <laughs> i would i would <laughs> after all that take yep. him right back on toronto yep. Run oh. Bennington, fucking like, let's go. Whatever you let's want. go. <laughs> let's go. It's it's a playoffs. That's funny though. Yeah, I didn't oh, see the hit. So. Oh, I I forgot. So did you see who's the defenseman for the Rangers? He's a big hitter. Is it Truba? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Did you see the hit he put on Corey Perry? I did see that. Yeah, he, bro. He's and they're him. like, that should have been interference. But when you watch, Corey Perry's just starting to look for the puck, and Truba's coming, and the puck goes between Corey Perry's feet and his stick. Yeah, and then and Truba going. just explodes him. And how many times has Corey Perry done that shit to people? Oh. Sooner or later, this is going to happen to Kadri too. Oh yeah, someone will catch him. They're going to find a dirty motherfucker just like Kadri. Yeah. But, like, I'll sign them both. I'll <laughs> sign Truba, I'll sign Corey Perry, yeah. and I'll sign Kadri. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's like fucking... Uh, I know, I love seeing guys step up and hit like that. Dude, because that they say he's not supposed like, to be there. Like, in all reality, he's supposed to be backing up. Yeah, but do you think he was licking his chops fucking watching? Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, and it was, it was, it was the cleanest hit. Like, yeah, he shoulder basically, to chest. It was, he, it was his head right into his chest. And it was Perry went man. down. Perry popped up right away. Yeah. Like, and good on him. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that just till right now when I was just like, and, and, and the announcers are, I want to say, I, I don't know if I was listening to the ESPN feed and it was from Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh my God, that was so illegal. He wasn't ready for that. Well, no, that's when you get to yard sale somebody. Yeah. They're not ready for it. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Fuck. But clean, clean is hit. Yeah. There's a textbook, man. Yeah. Textbook hit. It was nice. No yeah. better guy, too. So, Buffalo Sabres are now going to be retiring Ryan Miller's number. I think it's awesome. number 30. Number 30, right? Awesome. Um, what a career that guy had. I don't think he ever won the cup, though, did he? No. And the but craziest... he, should have, he should have Lucic freaking hoist the freaking oh, banner, my, eh? Oh, my when God. When he freaking yards <laughs> That was nuts. <laughs> Miller. And then did you hear what he said in the like media after? I didn't after mean that it. hit. He <laughs> said something about, oh, da, 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 I just want to let everybody know what a hunk of shit Lucic is. Yeah. Like, oh, I was talking about Lucic. You know, Lucic was like, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you totally did. Bro, the guys you know they can slow down the camera, right? Yeah. 
he's like looking right at him. His oh, he, he, <laughs> and just you see his tongue licking his eyebrows up one side, down yeah. the other. He looked like he he had such a smile on his face. It was like you know when the, they they bring out the cake for the kid, and he's just like cake smile, yeah, cake smile. <laughs> Ours is beer smile. Yeah. Wow. Anything Caesars. Let's go. No, but I love cake, cake and ice cream. Oh, I got that smile too. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, Stamkos Lafreniere throwing the Dukes. Good on Lafreniere. Hey, and you're telling me that fight was hey, Lafreniere punched. Listen in the- now, now you're telling me that Johnny T couldn't fight there. I don't want Johnny T to fight. I That's know, not my I'm, team. I'm I don't care. Saying, it's not I'm the playoffs. Saying. It's the playoffs. Totally fucking different. And you can't fucking say it isn't. Drop him, baby. Not care. Yeah, drop him. It's a playoffs. I would have liked him ten times more if he dropped him there. It's not gonna happen. He's got one fight. I know. You can bring that up as much as you fucking want. I'm just saying. He doesn't drop. I would be pissed if it was in the playoffs. If Stamkos can do it, Johnny T can do it in the playoffs. But you got to get past the first round. Fight in the first round. Fuck it. <laughs> right. But there, yeah. it was it was what four games before the fucking playoffs? No, I close. don't need Johnny T with another concussion. <laughs> the only thing that made me think that is because they were playing the lightning that game. So it was like, oh, you guys are probably matching up in the playoffs. So I'm like, ah, no better way. But I but I see I see what you're saying though. Honestly, I do. But I just think if Stamkos can do it, Johnny T can do it. Yep. Put me in that. Put me in that next round, and if he doesn't fucking do it, I'm I was like, I'm fighting him. I'm done. What with did the you? Leafs. So I'll what did you? Him. Yeah. I'll <laughs> him. What did you? What did you think of those guys? Scrap those Stamkos and Lafreniere. Oh, it was a fucking. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna say it was. It was brief. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen girls hit harder. Well, Stammer was seemed like he was hawking bombs, but. Yeah, but the, the best shot in that. Was Lafreniere punching Stamkos in the face with his glove on? I know. That's probably the smartest play in hockey. That hurts too, man. Why not? Why would you want to break a hand? If you get punched in the face with a glove on, it fucking hurts. Oh, that's like crazy. <laughs> it's all got all that shirt, uh, rough shit on it. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. And you don't hurt your hand when you punch you in the face with a helmet. <laughs> no. No. Brutal. So. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to talk about, or if we go to beauty of the week? What do you think? No, I'm good to go. Okay, Rob, who is your beauty of the week? I'm going to say the whole Tampa Bay Lightning team. Oh, no, no, no. no. I'm going to go with the Spitfires. Fuck that. Spits? Uh, yeah, that's a that's yeah. a good one. Go Savard. Spits. I'll, I'll, go my, I'll nail it down to one person. Savard. Yeah. Hard getting the Spitfires to the Memorial Cup or to the Game Seven. Yeah. Game Seven OHL final. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. I'm done a hell of a job. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, you you can't uh, forget uh, the general manager there, um, Bill Bowler. Billy Bowler, Mm -hmm. guest of the show. Total beaut. Yeah. Yeah. Great job all around. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the big rig just because it's been, uh, he's been a part of like, I think it's 19 straight series wins. He's been a part of fucking beauty. <laughs> so fucking how do you, how do you say no to the big rig? And now yeah. he's 
out there fucking battling for his fucking fourth straight Stanley Cup. So how do you yeah. how is he not the beauty of the week this week? So Patty Maroon, it's you, my friend. So that being said, we're all done here. The boys are all good to go. Until next week, Aunt Rob, we're signing off. We're out of here. See ya. Stay hydrated, everybody. Peace. I lost my-